Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 127 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Beautiful day outside, but the clouds are starting to roll in. Meanwhile, in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Professor Justin Anderson sitting at his desk, cobbling his advanced statistics, hoping, <laughs> dreaming for another Blue Jays baseball game. Uh, Justin, how you doing, bud? Doing well. Yeah, no, it's kind of a gloomy day here. Uh, I work in sales, so it's been a busy week with the month winding down tomorrow. So I'll yep. be trying to get some last minute sales across the line right up until the first pitch of the Jays game. Man, off days like this, I'm kind. Of, I'm getting kind of sick of them. Like I know we've been spoiled. Like we've had how many off 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 days so I've far? I've had this quite month? a like, few this this like last two weeks even. Just a ridiculous amount of them, and it it kind of sucks the the wind at, uh, at your sails, uh, so to speak. When you just want the team to get to the next game, so you can you know let's get above five hundred. Let's get let's get some momentum going, and there's always like a day off. But it it kind of works for our benefit because we saw a lot of guys come off the uh, off the IL this week. Yeah, which sure we did. will we'll get to. But before we get into Blue Jays stuff, uh, did you see this news piece? Uh, I'm sure you saw it. Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, <laughs> I watched, I watched the clip. <laughs> oh my god, I love it when position players are pitching. Um, but this was great. Anthony Rizzo versus Freddie Freeman. Uh, it went exactly the way I expected it to, which is Anthony Rizzo throwing a, a 60 mile an hour heater to strike out his, his buddy Freddie Freeman. Uh, this is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Uh, I can't believe Freddie Freeman struck out. Uh, <laughs> that, hey, that, said, that lefty on lefty matchup, man. Yeah, yeah, he had the matchup advantage. Rizzo's a specialist. Uh, but it happened, and Anthony Rizzo got the K. Uh, when it was over, they're both laughing their asses off, and you—I feel like that's the true spirit of baseball. Stuff you wouldn't expect to happen happens. Uh, yeah. We saw we saw it this week. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did something very special, which we will talk about very very soon. Uh, but before we get to that, please feel free to give us a follow on the Twitter machine at BFMD Podcast. Uh, Justin, you know this already, but we are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a whole bunch more. Shout out to our fans here in Nova Scotia. Yeah. I'm sure more than just my family listens to the podcast, so I'm not even sure they listen to it. So. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in Nova Scotia, other than me, listens to this. Uh, as a shout out to them, Justin, uh, take us into the news, my friend. Yeah, so we'll start with some uh, non-Blue Jays related stuff to kick off the episode. The first thing that we want to bring up is this uh, Pioneer League. It's an independent league. It's a major league baseball partner league, but not obviously not an official minor league anymore. Used to be, it's comprised of what used to be a bunch of rookie league teams. Um, but this week it came out that they're going to be trying a few... A few new rules this season, a new new tactics, and one of those things is a knockout format home run derby. So if a game is tied after nine innings, they're gonna go to um, <laughs> some sort of knockout round where each team is gonna designate a player to receive five pitches in a quote unquote sudden death home run duel. Um, 
if if that first round is tied, they just keep going. So it's like a hockey shootout, but you get five pitches to see how many home runs you can hit versus the other team's guy. Um, yeah, this sucks a lot, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it a lot. Uh, yes, I also uh, hate it a lot, um, maybe for different reasons. What I don't get is that, okay, we're trying to shorten the game as much as possible. like And reduce strain on pitching staffs is what they say in the article. This is so stupid. Um, I'm glad it's not with an MLB or MILB affiliated oh, team. God, this is yeah. an independent league. So they're kind of uh, the experimental uh, pioneers of this strategy. I think it's stupid. Uh, and if you think this is going to shorten a game, uh, I'm very interested uh, in seeing whether or not it does or doesn't. Um, <laughs> 20th round of the home run knockout yeah. contest. Yeah, nobody can hit, knock the ball out of uh, <laughs> out of the park. What are you oh, supposed man. to do? Uh, I'm just glad. I'm shout out though to the Pioneer League. Uh, used to be uh, affiliated with Rookie Ball, or what would they call it? Low A. Yeah, uh, depended who you talk to. Rookie Ball. Rookie ball. Anyway, shout out to them. Uh, I went through the list of teams, didn't recognize any of them. Um, but still, uh, very, very cool that there are leagues that uh, MLB can farm out its uh, wacky experiments. Uh, <laughs> although the experiment itself is very uncool. They can keep them. Uh, speaking yeah. of experiments, some tweets from a guy on Twitter called Michael Tay Sweeney at MTSW. Uh, he, he was watching Sunday night baseball and the Oscars telecast was going to, um, begin. And so there's some quotes here. We have two of the best teams in the league playing on national television in extra innings, just as the Oscars telecast is ending MLB suits. This game needs to end as quickly as possible. ESPN's <laughs> announcers declare most fans have come to accept and like the extra innings rule. And that is straight out of manufacturing consent. <laughs> so this guy was on a bit of a Twitter tirade. Um, yeah, I looked at a poll that was actually on this Pioneer League article, and it had some stats. So according to this poll, there was about uh, about 10,000 people voted close to. And 66% like the old extra innings where you just had traditional baseball until the game is over. Uh, eight and about 19%, 18.5% said that they like the runner on second rule that we have right now. 9% said they like the home run derby. And 6% said just end the game in a tie. So fans, the majority of fans do not like the or accept the current extra innings rule. So um, yeah, ESPN's announcers are out to lunch. But yeah, that's a pretty good little exchange of uh, of tweets there. <laughs> pretty interesting how uh you know they could say something like that and they're just we're just as viewers we're forced to either accept or reject the notion yeah and most people most people would probably just accept oh yeah that's pro probably true why would they lie to me uh that's kind of why i giggled when i saw the manufacturing consent <laughs> reference uh very funny yeah uh, into other baseball-related news, uh, we saw these guys recently, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, whatever they call themselves now, uh, but Shohei Otani started their game on Monday, April 26th, and he became uh, the first player in nearly 100 years to start a game while leading the league, or at least tied for the league lead in home runs. The last guy to do it was Babe Ruth, 
He did that on June 13th, 1921, when he when he led the MLB with 19 home runs and started a baseball game. So, uh, yeah, Shohei Otani has been put on a show this year. It has been indeed been showtime so far. We we were fortunate that he only hit against us and didn't pitch. It would have been really cool to see that, but at the same time, I would not have wanted to witness his nasty breaking stuff that he's got right now. His splitter is is straight filth this year. So yeah, pretty cool that we're seeing uh, something for the first time in a hundred years in Shohei Otani. Man, it's isn't it weird how like almost everything baseball related comes back to Babe Ruth? Yeah, he was a uh, he was a pretty good player by all accounts. <laughs> Never got to yeah. watch him live, but you know. It's that's wild though. Exactly a hundred years. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's about so a, crazy. A month and a half short of a hundred years, yeah. <laughs> I can remember, you know, what would what would twenty five years ago be like nineteen ninety six six or something like that. It's I was my like sister's birth year. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like I was eight. I was two or three. Time. Sorry, I've been three. Yeah, and that was still you know, 80 years removed from the from great Bambi, or the bit. Yeah. The Bambino. The so Bambino. It's kind of crazy. hundred years. Yeah, no doubt. Um, in exciting news, the Colorado Rockies general manager stepped down finally, uh, and they named a new club president. Um, what a dumpster fire of a franchise. Not only could they not keep Nolan Arenado happy, but they didn't really get much in return for him. Uh, they're not going to be able to re-sign Trevor Story. There's no chance he stays there. So the Rockies are really turning into like either an Oakland or a Tampa Bay, but without the without the prospects that they develop because they just can't seem to keep any of their star talent anymore. Um, but it's good to see that they're at least going to have some new people in charge, and hopefully that helps them turn that franchise around because uh, it's such a cool ballpark. Um, I would love seeing pictures of Coors Field. They have some great great baseball sky photos that they always post in the in denver so it's heart of the rocky mountains and it's like yeah it's a a pretty cool place i'd love to go someday um but yeah good to see them putting some new people in charge any thoughts on that one man remember three years ago when they beat the cubs in the wild card and then they got pounded by the brewers (laughs) yeah and then like it's weird ever since they lost the world series they like they've been They've it's never a downward been like, trajectory. Yeah, it's like they've never been a hundred percent hot trash, but like, they're just yeah, they just they're hover, in a tough division too now. Yeah, they hover in and around it, but they were able to uh, win that wild card game uh, against the Cubs, and then the Brewers pounded their faces in, uh, in the <laughs> NLDS. Uh, haven't recovered. They haven't recovered since. Um, I, I don't know. I like the Rockies and I like watching baseball like uh, being played at Coors Field. So yeah. hopefully the Rockies can turn this shit around. All right. Into Blue Jays news now. So uh, Blue Jays minor league teams broke camp yesterday ahead of the season. This is from Shai Davidi. Double <laughs> A New Hampshire is stacked. Some notable assignments. Uh, Alec Manoa and Riley Adams are actually headed to Triple A. So Manoa is jumping straight from... Um, what was short season A ball in Vancouver all the way up to Buffalo. So he's skipping three levels, Patrick. He's skipping A, A advanced Ooh. and double A to go straight to triple A Buffalo. That is encouraging for fans who would like to see uh, hashtag free Manoa happen sooner than later. Uh, Riley Adams will be the ca- the starting catcher there. And if anything occurs, uh, Reese McGuire is likely going to be there too. Um, 
with uh, the catchers on the big league staff, then those one of those two will be coming up next. On that stacked Double A New Hampshire Fisher Cats team, it's given the Cats a, a roster like they had when Bo, Cavan, and Vladdy were all there. Uh, Austin Martin and Jordan Groshans are heading there, along with uh, Simeon Woods Richardson, Gabriel Moreno, another catcher, and middle infielder Otto Lopez, who primarily plays second base. Uh, Advanced Day Vancouver's getting Adam Kloffenstein and CJ Van Eyck. King Kloff had pitched in Vancouver uh, two seasons ago when it was still the short season rookie ball. Uh, and he'll go there now that it's Advanced A. And then Low A Dunedin, staying in Florida, are shortstops for Elvis Martinez and Miguel Geraldo, along with middle infielder Leo Jimenez. Pitching talent, uh, Josver Zuleta and Zach Britton, the other Zach Britton. Uh, <laughs> Eric Pardino has had a few setbacks building up from Tommy Johns and is a few weeks behind, but he could land in Vancouver in, in, uh, in a advanced once he is ready and recovered. Some uh, pretty big assignments there. I mean, Manoa, that's a, that's an aggressive assignment moving him to double A. And even with Martin never having played uh, outside of college, he didn't get to play in the minors, obviously, last season. So he's getting straight to double A as well. So the, the Jays are being really aggressive with some of these top prospects, which, again, leads me to believe, Patrick, that that uh, alternate site really helped a lot of these kids develop last season. You know, uh, what I find very interesting about this, going just going through the list here, uh, the one I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to, uh, aside from uh, Alec Manoa, is Riley Adams. Uh, he'll obviously be paired with uh, Reese McGuire. I- I'm curious to see whether or not Riley Adams pushes uh, the, you know, how much patience the Jays have with Danny Jansen. I know there's a huge skill gap between the two right now, but if Riley Adams gets super hot and Danny Jansen continues to struggle, is there any chance that we see them kind of flip positions, if only Oof. for the short term? I don't know. I I don't see it happening, but, I mean, yeah. you never know. Uh, and if anybody gets hurt, it's going to be Riley Adams or Reese McGuire who get the call. Because McGuire was uh, designated for someone, he's off the 40-man, but I, and I believe Riley Adams is on the 40-man, so he could actually be brought up um, pretty easily. So, tough to say. Yeah, the, and another thing that I find very interesting is Austin Martin and Jordan Groshans being on the same team. Uh, since they're both shortstops, uh, mm-hmm. they can't both play shortstop at the same time, so somebody... <laughs> Uh, I think they're going to be putting uh, Groshans at third base. Very interested in that because third base is obviously a black hole of pain for us. Subscribe. (laughs) Uh, So I'm I'm very invested in that. Uh, Eventually, wouldn't it be kind of cool, though, if Bo moves to second? I'm not saying that's what's going to happen or that's what they're projected. But Bo moves to second, Martin at shortstop, Groshans at third, Vladdy at first. That's a pretty studly infield right there. That's a lot of that's a lot of top prospects. It's a lot of young guys too, which you can hopefully keep for years to come. Yeah, yeah. The roster turnovers is starting to shrink already. Simeon Woods yeah. Richardson. I'm I'm here's a hot take. Simeon Woods Richardson is going to get promoted to triple A before the midway point of the season. Okay. Now. All right. I just have this feeling like he, this is this is his year to show everybody that he is, you know, ready to take some big steps. He might not make it to the show this year, but I think he's going to he's going to break out. Sure. 
Yeah, I'm I'm totally up for that. Um, in Major League news, uh, off the diamond, Tim Meza, while he was recovering from Tommy John surgery, he went back to the University of Ohio from U, U, Ohio U Business School, and he actually uh, will be receiving his master's degree in sports administration uh, on Friday. So congrats to him. He said that his connections at Ohio and the work that he did for class helped keep him motivated through his recovery. So pretty cool to see uh, a guy take advantage of, of an unfortunate injury to uh, really better what he can do in the offseason and then obviously his career after baseball. So that's pretty sweet. Love to see Tim Meza. Great guy. Love the dude. Um, yeah, very easy to root for Tim Meza. Yeah, no doubt. And then uh, in terms of roster moves, yesterday was the big day. George Springer was reinstated from the 10-day injured list and made his Blue Jays debut last night. He went over, but he did hit some balls reasonably well. Uh, and looked good in the batter's box. Looks great in, a, in that white Blue Jay uniform. Uh, the Jays did place Hunjin Ryu with the right glute strain on the 10-day injured list. He is only expected to miss one start and can be activated for May 6th, which is the series finale in Oakland. Uh, Rowdy Telez was optioned to the alternate training site uh, to make room for left-handed pitcher Travis Bergen, who was recalled from the alternate training site. Uh, just for some extra pitching depth as the Blue Jays needed to shore up the bullpen with with obviously with Ryu going down. You need more arms. Um, are you surprised that they sent Rowdy down, Patrick? Yes, because, I mean, obviously Vladdy has looked very strong at first base. Um, they have not really... Has he played a lot of third? He played the two innings of third in that one one late game against Boston, I think. It, it kind of feels like Vladdy is uh, just going to end up being a first baseman. Man, look how good he's been there, though. Uh, ever since that yeah. first series when he came off the bag a couple times, like, he, he's, he's been, when the balls have been, like, really easily playable, like, he's obviously missed some, but that's because they can't make a fucking throw across the diamond to save their lives from the left side of that infield. Even <laughs> Simeon's <laughs> bounced a couple, and Vladdy's digs most of them, but uh, he's looked really great on some stretches. Uh, his positioning is getting a lot better. Um, so yeah, he's, he's definitely picking it up quite quickly. And I think having that success with the bat so far this season has definitely allowed him to maybe spend some, some more time working on defense and less time working in the cage just cause he's really locked in right now. So, uh, it's nice to see, let's see that the, the big thing with Rowdy too, that we have to keep in mind, Patrick, is that George Springer's DHing at least his first few games, most likely. So there just would have been no room for, for Rowdy and the Jays do have, guys who can play first base we've seen we saw Gurry Elf in a couple innings there uh or this season yeah. and then obviously Kevin Biggio can play anywhere as well too so they do have some guys who in a pinch can play first base the Telez thing could be temporary too um because as soon as as soon as Springer is ready to play in the outfield Teoscar Hernandez is coming soon we'll likely see Jonathan Davis sent down and then Rowdy's spot on the roster like the he's like the guy who comes back up because they will need that that bat and the the first base backup position as well too so it's probably short term yeah I, I would agree with you it's very interesting now it, it says a lot i think about what they think about jonathan davis that rowdy was optioned to the alternate Rowdy's he's not going to steal you a base <laughs> no he's not jonathan davis is uh hopefully he does um we've seen some weird stuff happen along the base path so far this year but yeah you know you can't you, you can't judge everybody based on you know one one mistake Mm -hmm. uh, and cer certainly not a guy like Jonathan Davis who has speed, has stolen bases, 
uh, with ease many times uh, and is a great defensive hand. Yeah. Um, the the other option I guess I would have had would have been Guriel since he's struggling so much at the plate. Um, but he is starting to creep uh, towards that Mendoza line. I think he has. Yeah, he's been flirting with it. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he's, he's not like Simeon, who's kind of like surged above it. Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of like poking poking above it a little bit. Uh, and Biggio has uh, obviously uh, moved far he's past He's had a couple of three-hit games in the last few, yeah. So it's good yeah, to see so him getting off that, uh, that, rough, that rough start that he had. They're, they're all regressing to the mean, like you regressing said. Regressing to the mean. Positive regression is real. Um, Keegan Matheson tweeted out this afternoon, among other Blue Jay personnel and, and beat writers, that the Jays were activating number one prospect Nate Pearson from the injured list, and they did option him to the alternate site where he'll travel to Trenton, New Jersey, where the Buffalo Bisons are going to be opening up their season. They're actually playing there while there's some renovations done to Salem. Obviously, the Blue Jays are going to be moving to Buffalo uh, after the end of May, if all goes according to plan. So the Bisons are actually playing in New Jersey this season in the home of the Trenton Thunder, I believe they are. Um, so Nate's probably going to get a start in with the Bisons. Maybe he'll open their season or something for them on May, May the 5th. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. He'll hopefully make one or two starts and then be ready to come back to the big club because we need all the help we can get in the rotation. Unless... Uh, <laughs> Unless he's not staying at AAA, Patrick, get out of there. <laughs> I know, I know he's not. But put the tinfoil hat away. Here, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it's it's, it's gone. Yeah. All right. The American League standings, as of the time of recording, uh, have the Red Sox out in front, uh, sixteen and nine. They are three and a half games ahead of the second place, second place Tampa Bay Rays, who are at five hundred with thirteen and thirteen. The Blue Jays, Yankees, and Orioles are all tied at 11 wins. The Yankees and Orioles have 14 losses to the Blue Jays, 12. So the Jays, by virtue of having two games in hand, are, uh, are, are a game ahead of those two. Um, five games separating first and last, so still very early in the American League East. Boston's pitching staff has been doing really well. Their offense is obviously always pretty solid, especially with the resurgence of uh, J.D. Martinez this year. Obviously, having guys like Verdugo and, and Bogarts doesn't hurt your, your case either. Uh, but interesting to see Boston at the top. Uh, everyone's got one more uh, one more day after today left in April. Some teams are playing today. The Yankees actually lost to the Orioles this afternoon. Uh, Tampa but the, lost as well. Yeah, I think the Red Sox are playing this evening. So the Red Sox, at, at worst, are going to finish at uh, 16 and 10 going into the last day of April. But it would be really nice to see the Blue Jays get that win tomorrow just to finish at 500. You don't want to see too many or any months where you play below 500 baseball throughout the course of a season. And with getting all the reinforcements that are on the way back, that'll set us up for a pretty solid May and June into the dog days of of summer. Uh, Two games to talk about. Yeah, two games to talk about. Uh, The Nationals were in Dunedin to play the Blue Jays. Game number one, nine to five, uh, or also known as Blue Jays two, Vladdy seven, Nationals five. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in that game hit three home runs, a grand slam, solo job, and a two-run shot uh, to left, center, and right field uh, to drop seven RBIs on the Nationals. The grand slam and the uh, two-run jobby came off of Max Scherzer, uh, and Scherzer's face, uh, as the ball was leaving the yard, just looked like he was he was pretty mad. Uh, <laughs> nice to see. Yep. 
It didn't get off to a great start. Trent Thornton was a little shaky. He gave up two solo jobs in the first couple innings. He went two and a third. Tommy Malone came in, pitched inning. He also gave up a solo shot. So it was three nothing Nationals until Vladdy's Grand Slam. Uh, Anthony Castro came in and he was great over an inning and a third. He did walk a batter but struck out two. His ERA, Patrick, still sits at zeros for the season. That's Tim right. Meza pitched uh, one out. His ERA still sits at zero as well. Joel Payamps was able to go an inning and a third. He did give up a couple, give up, give up three hits, two earned runs on a on a on a home run. And then Tyler Chatwood gave us five strong outs, including four strikeouts. His ERA sits at zero, Patrick. Before Rafael Dolis pitched the ninth, much to the chagrin of some people who thought they should just use Jordan Romano there. But either way, the Blue Jays picked up a win, nine to five. Um, obviously, the big story is Vladdy. Kevin Biggio also went three for three in that game. He was still hitting leadoff in that one. Um, what did you think about that game, Patrick? Were you were you mad at the beginning of the game until Vladdy's home run? <laughs> yes, very. Yeah. It was very. Very upsetting to watch. Uh, <laughs> our our pitchers struggle tremendously. That ball was just blowing out to out, out to the outfield in that game. That's the flags yeah. were really helping some guys. <laughs> a full credit to to Trey Turner. He was, man, he was he looked an, great. He was so tough to get out in this series. I think he had something like six hits in the two games. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. He looked he looked great. Uh, they just had a rough go. Uh, Trent Thornton. Uh, it's not what you want to see. Um, but that being said, you know. Uh, he only, it was only two earned runs, so yeah, you know, not terrible for a bullpen day. No, shout I mean, out though to our bullpen. We got we got a bunch of guys who still have goose eggs. We got to call them the goose egg gang from now on. <laughs> I think, um, but obviously the player of the game, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, it was yeah. great to see BGO look like regular BGO, uh, and then obviously, uh, you know, Tyler Chatwood giving us those five huge outs. But here's an interesting stat for you, Justin uh, Anderson. Max Scherzer has given up two home runs to both Vladimir Guerrero Sr. and Vladimir Guerrero (laughs) Jr. in the same game. Yeah, and he's one of only two pitchers so far in baseball to allow home runs to both guys, both senior and junior. So pretty cool. The the other one is (laughs) Ivan Nova. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Ivan Nova. Shout out to Ivan Nova. Didn't think you, you didn't think you, there was going to be an Yvonne Nova reference in this episode? Well, you're wrong. There was one. Um, so that was a 9-5 to five win. Now, game two, it did not go as planned. That was George Springer's Blue Jays debut. He went 0-4, for 4, but did put the ball in play on some reasonably hard contact. Bo Bichette was 2-4 for 4 with a home run. Grich Jetty continued his good start to the season. He was 1-3 for 3 with a walk and a home run. But those are the only two runs the Blue Jays got. Uh, the Nationals jumped on uh, on Steven Matz, whose command just really wasn't there in this game. He got squeezed on some high strikes. The umpire was not calling the high ones. He was calling everything about three inches below the zone, which was super weird. Not the best called game I've ever watched. But Matz only lasted three and two thirds. Most of the contact was on the ground, but was there were finding holes, unfortunately. That's going to happen sometimes. He gave eight hits, six earned runs. One walk, struck out two, only one home run. So yeah, most of the damage came on those ground ball singles. But his ERA ballooned all the way up to four on the season. Still so early, so ERA is going to fluctuate quite a bit. Um, I don't think this is going to be a, 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 a bad sign for Steven Matz. Everyone's going to get hit around every now and then. Even the best pitchers like Scherzer the day before, who is a multiple Cy Young Award winner and a World Series champion. 
occasionally get hit around too. So it does happen. Uh, Ty Tice, who was called up before the game uh, to provide some depth, he pitched two inning, two and a third. He gave up a home run himself along with another earned run, walked one and struck out three. And that was all the damage that the Nationals needed. They were up uh, they were up eight to nothing at that point until Bo Bichette's solo jobby in the fifth. Uh, Bergen pitched a clean inning. Jordan Romano pitched a clean inning. It was nice to see him get some action in. And then Joel Payamps pitched the ninth. Uh, the Jays only managed five hits off of uh, Nationals starter uh, Fetty in that game. He looked really good. Um, and yeah, that was the kind of the tale of that series. It was a, a one really exciting game with the Vladi bombs. And then the Springer debut kind of got rained on by uh, some ground ball singles against Stephen Matz. Shout out to Bo for getting his groove back a little bit, though. That was good to see. Yeah, he was on a long over there. Yeah, I was happy with that. Um, and I knew as soon as Matz had a bad start, there'd be boo birds on Twitter whining about how, oh, this is the real Stephen Matz. <laughs> You just shut up, deactivate your account. Um, one out of five. It's 20% of his starts have been like this. So if, yeah. if he can give us four out of five gems, we're going to be in for a, a good Steven Matz year. <laughs> yeah, he's going to win 20 games like like that. And yeah, 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 like not everybody brings their A shit every game. Look at what happened to Max Scherzer uh, on Tuesday. He got whacked around the park. It didn't look great. Um, he's still Max Scherzer, though. The, you know, sun goes down, sun comes back up. Uh, you, you know, he could stare at his trophy collection and be like, yeah, I still got it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is kind of like the backup gang coming in, uh, to clean up for Matt's. I think the, the hope was that he'd get, we'd get six quality from him. Didn't happen. And Not that's why time. we saw, that's why we saw a lot of backup guys like Tice Bergen and pay amps who normally don't really see too much action. Uh, I'm glad we had them around, though, because uh, they did a decent job cleaning up. For sure, yeah. And, I mean, we won one of the two against the Nationals. They're a really good team. Obviously, uh, Trey Turner was a beast. Um, looking ahead now, the Jays are obviously off today, which is Thursday, uh, the 29th of April, but they're going to be opening up a weekend series uh, against the Braves. They're staying in Dunedin. Game number Yay. one is going to be Friday night at 7.37 p.m. Eastern time. The Jays are moving all start times in Dunedin half an hour back to help combat the uh, early evening sun that has been wreaking havoc on the left side of the outfield and the infield to begin game. So they'll let that sun get a little bit lower. Uh, the Braves are playing the Cubs tonight. They currently sit at 12 and 12 on the season. So a very similar start to your Blue Jays. Uh, game one is going to feature Drew Smiley, who is healthy again. Uh, pitching for the Atlanta Braves against Robbie Ray for the Blue Jays. So uh, Robbie Ray obviously had one bad outing and one really good one so far. So we'll see uh, how how he performs tomorrow. Uh, on Saturday, Charlie Morton, who was signed in the offseason by the Braves, will face TBD. Hey, <laughs> we love TBD. That would have been oh, uh, that would have been Hunjin Ryu's start if he had not been injured. Yeah. But of course, he is on the injured list now with that glute strain. And then on Sunday, we've got Ian Anderson for the Braves against TBD for the Blue Jays. So uh, obviously, we've got guys like Anthony Kay who are candidates for a start. Um, presumably on Sunday, maybe Trent Thornton's ready to, to open again. Uh, yeah. He obviously pitched on, on Wednesday, yesterday. So that I give him a few days. He only, he only lasted two and a third. So he could presumably be ready again. It could be another Thornton and Malone day. 
Um, but we'll see how that goes. The first two games, Friday and Saturday, are those 737 starts, and Sunday is a 107 afternoon game as the Jays are going to take off to the West Coast for a road trip. A little rodeo to California. Um, what do you what do you think about this series, Patrick? The Braves are a really good team. We're gonna get this. It's gonna be cool to see Acuna and Albies and, and Dansby Swanson and all these young Braves players. We don't get to see them often on television, so it'd be cool for us to see that. But what do you think is gonna happen? Well, the first matchup is very interesting because Robbie Ray. I don't. I mean, I'm surprised he. You know, he's only zero and one. The tale of uh, two Rays. Yeah, it's just like it depends on what Ray shows up. Uh, his velo is good. Uh, yeah, looks very good. good. Uh, left again, lefty pitcher against a lineup like that. Braves, I think, have quite a few uh, advantageous matchups for us. Uh, Drew Smiley has not looked very good at all so far. Um, I think he's only had three starts, but he's gotten roughed up in two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Braves are actually only twelve and twelve. They're floating at five hundred, just like us. I'm going to give the edge in game one to us just because I think Robbie Ray uh, will outperform Drew Smiley. Um, the Jays are pay- or sorry, the Braves are paying Smiley what thirteen million dollars? <laughs> Something like that. Woof. Quite a bit. Uh, he's also a lefty too, so that's kind of cool. Lefty versus lefty. Yep. Um, and then I think we yeah. I, I, we got to win two out of three. I mean, you want you want to win your series, especially when yeah. you're at home. Um, like we said, we want to get that win tomorrow and at least finish April at 500. I think that'll give the team some confidence knowing that they're able to kind of weather the storm. And I mean, you make it through this weekend, and if Teoscar Hernandez doesn't play this weekend, you you got to assume he probably comes with the team on the road trip uh, and makes his debut at some point, or not his debut, but his return. Yeah, He's there's going to be some tough... Tough decisions. Uh, tough decisions are going to need to be made because we can't truck around six outfielders. Um, no. Guriel has utility, so I feel like he's probably not going to be the odd man out, which means... It's going to be Jonathan Davis. Jonathan it's... Davis is again going to have to go through the waiver wire, and we'll see whether or not uh, you know he sticks around or not. Yeah, somebody was telling me that Jonathan Davis has options, but I didn't think he no. did. But No. Why did he get DFA'd then last time? Did yeah, I believe Doesn't he did. Doesn't make any sense. Um, While you're looking that up, though, Charlie Morton also, uh, he's had, uh, I think, two very good performances and then one not so great. Um, Okay, yeah, Fangraphs does say he has an option left, his one one option. Interesting. Um, Yeah, one of these days is going to be a bullpen day, just a question of which one. (laughs) Why not both? Who else do we have? (laughs) Obviously, Mats isn't going to start either one of these games. No, that's why I'm I'm thinking maybe Anthony Kay gets another shot on uh, one of these games. He's on the taxi still, so... You know who else might get a shot at one of these starts? Tanner Roark. Oh, God. Oh, I forgot we have <laughs> Tanner Roark. Oh, man. Yeah. They should have just put him against Smiley. We could have just had to see who see which team hits more. Could have been a not- sudden death knockout home run derby tomorrow's game. That would have been fun. Yeah, I would have bumped, I would have bumped Robbie Ray to face off against Charlie Morton, but I'll take I'll take the, you know, I'll take the odds <laughs> in our favor for to get back to 500. Oh, and then, obviously, Ian that's Anderson when, that's is, when two is going to be a tough one. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's been pitching really well. If we're going to win two out of three, I think it's going to have to happen with uh, with a win on Friday. And 
I'm thinking Saturday's got to be the other one because Ian Anderson looks good, uh, and I'm not so hot on having another bullpen day like definitely days, definitely need some uh, some some depth from Ray though. If he can give us six innings, you don't want to use all your relievers in that first game. I mean, we we can dip into the taxi into the alternate site, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in that game tomorrow night. Um, that's really all we've got for this one, Patrick. Again, the Blue Jays are sitting at 11 and 12. The division is not out of reach. It's April 29th. There's 140 games left still. So uh, definitely we'll, we'll see what the Blue Jays can do against the Braves this weekend. It'll be fun to watch those guys in Atlanta uh, play against the Jays too. I mean, I'd love to watch Acuna more often. He's a really exciting player, and they've got obviously a lot of young talent on that team. Austin Riley playing third base for them this year too. Should be a fun series. Should be lots of offense if all goes as, as it would on paper. Um, but that's going to be it for us today. Reminder to listen to the episodes on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. Follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Find us on the web, same name, BFMDPodcast.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you like the show, leave us a review. If you don't, leave us a review anyway. Maybe just don't tell us that we suck. Our feelings are really, 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 really hurt if that happens. Yeah. But uh, there are more reinforcements on the way for the Jays. Pearson's p- going to be pitching in the minors to get wrapped up, and Tasker Hernandez should be back soon. Hunter Miu should hopefully only miss a start, so things are looking up. We should hopefully have a healthy team by maybe mid-May, which is only six weeks too late. But uh, for Patrick out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. See you after the Jays game on Sunday.